0: As... God... Intended.
1: Let's go.
2: healers to looking for healing radio where pharmaceuticals are never medicine, but love always is. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening in today and every day, Monday through Friday. What are we at? 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific as I got me, all my healing homies, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Janice Schmidt. And Dr. Brian artists on. And we are rocking it, y'all. And you are rocking it with us. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. You can check us out on the America Out Loud talk radio network via recorded podcasts as well. Just go to AmericaOutloud.com. You can also find us on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora Networks. Just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, and listen in wherever you may be. Looking for Healing Radio is sponsored by GlobalHealing.com. Simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference integrity and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Good and incre- get good, incredible details. Yeah, good and incredible details. Get incredible details and find Global Healing and all the wonderful America Out Loud sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. And when you go in there, folks, after what Brian, Dr. Artist just shared with us, make sure you get some uh, some Paratrex from Global Healing and some Microzil and some things to kill some worms, because we have a great show for you today. We'll get into your questions in the second and third segments, of course, like we always do, but I got to tell you, Brian, <laughs> Dr. Artist, I keep calling him Brian because we this is how we talk to each other. I love What's it. up, Brian? <laughs> Brian? what i tell everybody what you what just dropped in the world and that somebody just sent to you. give us a give us a background on it.
1: Okay, so I received a text about an hour ago from someone named Kenneth Spears and Kenneth Spears has been on my show several times. He is a theologian. And wrote a book called The Mark of the Beast, how the Bluetooth symbol on your phone is actually the mark of the beast and how they're actually using Bluetooth to mind control human beings. And the vaccines were going to assist with injecting that technology. So we went through all of that on a show about uh, six months ago. We're about to do a follow-up to that. He just sent me a text that goes, I have some insane... To share with you. Do you have a minute to actually talk? It'll prove something we've been saying about snake DNA in the vaccines. And I've already texted him back, but he sent this YouTube video clip of a Channel 2 CBS News uh, anchor discussing, It's only got dropped, by the way, on this channel on YouTube 14 hours ago, and it is about a woman in her 60s who was experiencing memory loss, pain, motor deficit, Uh, And she went in for brain scans. A neurosurgeon decided to do a biopsy where they saw a lump in her brain. And then with a pair of tweezers on the biopsy, started to pull something out of her brain that started moving. And it was a live three-inch worm living in her brain, burrowing holes in her brain. And she freaked out, wanted to get it off of her tweezers that she just pulled out. They analyzed the three-inch worm in this woman's brain. And said that this has never been found in human brains ever before, because it's only found inside of the bodies of snakes. (laughs) And then they went on to say, I guess you must have got this from uh, living close to or in the near vicinity of a python farm in Australia. Uh, Well. For those of you that have been ta- paying attention to anything I've said for the last two years, and the healers at Looking for Healing Radio and those anticipating healingfortheages.com, there is a lot of snake talk, a lot of transhumanism talk, trans splicing talk of how to influence and change the DNA of human beings. Now follow the narrative here. Dr. Henry Ely said, <laughs> We'll call him Henry because I learned today that Ely charges him. <laughs> but Henry says today, that uh or right after he watches the clip he goes oh my god a worm parasite that has never been found in human beings thriving before has only been found in reptile serpents called snakes all of a sudden is able to thrive inside of the body of a human and in the brain of a human uh talk about your future of medicine and the genetic engineering of human beings Per the Time Magazine article from 1999, where they're going to change our DNA to be half serpent, which just possibly they could be doing. Obviously, they are through this COVID-19 vaccine agenda, CRISPR technology and everything else you're going to be learning about. How would this worm three inches long be able to survive in a human when it was never able to do that before? What what are they bioengineering human beings to become what? More serpent like to allow these things to thrive in our body? Thoughts? What were your thoughts, Nicola, Dr. Janice Schmidt, and Ely? Yeah, what do you got, Nicola? Oh, I've got what a lot
0: got? of them, <laughs> chomping at the bit here. Well, first of all, we do these um, intensive cleanses, you know, at the center, and people—I might have mentioned this before—for um, ten days straight, we just do ten days at a time, ten days at a time, ten days at a time, and there's literally pounds—and I mean pounds on the scale—of fecal matter that is just entwined with parasites. There's more parasites than there is fecal matter. So we see lots of these and we deal with so many cases where people have parasites in the brain. Like this is way more common than people think. And I saw that video and it looks like a, like a form of roundworm, a very common roundworm parasite that we see in everybody. Um, Yo, so it's
1: interesting I, about that, Nicola, what? The CDC says Americans don't get those kinds of parasites. Uh, they actually yeah. say they actually say we only get microscopic protozoa parasites in America. But I'm Untrue. with you. We see these roundworms <laughs> all the time. In fact, Nicola, tell the audiences what's the worm that transfers from the hearts of your dogs and cats at homes and transmits to their pet owners? That is a roundworm. What do they call it?
0: Oh, is it the uh, Ascaris?
1: Yeah, they call them heartworms. You ever heard of those dog, oh, dog and oh, cat okay. worms? Those are okay. those are roundworm yeah. nematodes, and they yeah, transfer right. to you. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. As, as a matter of fact, I maybe I mentioned this on one of the other shows, but I was just watching a video a week or two ago. Oh, I I talked about this on my podcast. That's right on the Tuesday or on the show. Uh, that they were there's an association. I wonder if you've ever heard of this, Brian, an association between um ms and people who have lap dogs have you heard this study no they but they found a, it took- a high association it was almost like every single person who had ms they they found out that they all had one thing in common which was lap dogs have you did you hear about that
1: i haven't heard about the dog part but these roundworm parasites do <laughs> come from those dogs into their owners and in 2016 they dissected the brains of ten MS patients and got CSF fluid from their bodies from mm-hmm. the LA coroner's office. A hundred percent of them had three and six inch worms swimming in their CSF fluid and multiple roundworm parasites burrowing holes in their brains that neurosurgeons see as lesions. They call MS lesions. Those yes, aren't lesions,
0: okay? Yes, these are these right. worms
1: burrowing holes in their brain.
0: Wow! Well, yeah. Okay. And there's a great there's a
1: great book by a doctor out of Washington state. It's called Worms in My Brain. All about mm-hmm. parasites Never in the brains of line. humans in America. Yeah. His name is Dr. Bob Springob. Bob Springob. Worms in My Brain.
2: There's a and then you have the guess what came to get to dinner, right? The Anne Louise Gettleman book that kind of launched it all way back in yeah, I think it was like the 90s too. or something like that. I mean, we've been talking about the same thing. We're all seeing the same thing. It's just Folks, you have to really get into your head this idea. They've been cutting people's heads open for a long time. You this dates all the way back to Galen. All right, this is we're talking about, you know, post-Jesus Galen and all. They've been doing this for thousands of years. This is the first time they ever found this type of worm in somebody's brain and when you understand some of the research that dr artis has has unearthed on trans splicing all right you start to get a feel for where the word transhumanism comes from right it it doesn't come from the the propaganda that they want you to think it comes from the techniques they're going to use to try and modify the genome and that's a trans splicing effect of using crispr and and you know what they're terming gene drive because you need a you need a creative way to describe horrific things but it comes down to they have the means this isn't science fiction anymore they have the means to do double stranded breaks and put in whatever genetic code they want they have the means now it's science fact to be able to modify the human genome in specific locations and so if they can do that why wouldn't they start embedding reptilian this is crazy right this is just crazy they why wouldn't they start doing this explain to me how that happens that a a a human host which is can't be a host for that particular type of worm now all of a sudden (laughs) is capable of being a host for that type of worm right if it walks like a nazi and it talks like a nazi it's a nazi okay just folks dr j what are you saying with all this crazy worm talk and then we'll start recapping our shows for the week but i mean breaking news a, a snake worm was found in a woman's brain after she got the damn shots yeah okay news at 11 at least it's on the news well uh, one day dr j yeah she's giving us this brilliant stuff on mute and then she's gonna <laughs> unmute and go
3: okay well i gotta repeat it
4: so uh I think this is just the beginning. We're going to see so much more of this. Uh, now, parasites, worms—this is not new. This is not unusual. But this type that only infects snakes now infecting people—I think this is this is new, and I uh, I think it's the beginning of, of a lot more to come. Unless we take action, right? Unless yeah. we can take some uh, healing actions.
1: You know what I thought Dr. Janice Schmidt was going to say? What? what? Pollen? The answer, the answer to reptile parasites getting into humans' brains is bee pollen. That's what I thought. It, pro- it
4: probably is. It probably is. is. It, probably probably. is. I, it probably I'll is look into that. I'll let you know next time.
2: <laughs> mix that with a little bit of some um, some artemisia, some sweet wormwood, right? Mix that a little bit, right? And you're you're gonna be just fine. Shoot. Yeah. You know, let it, the bees, let the bees go in and, and pollinate off of the Artemisia plant. Uh, right. And then you have some real potent. Bees and
4: and the uh, nightshade plants. And we're in yeah, business. And Get
2: some tobacco in there. Get a little yeah. bit of some Artemisia. You know, I mean, folks. Yeah, I, I can tell you this. I have never been more contemplative of becoming a organic tobacco smoker in my life than I am right now. <laughs> like I'm thinking maybe I need to just be smoking Ooh, okay. some And I'm
4: contemplating becoming a tobacco farmer.
2: Yeah. Organic,
4: of course.
1: Thank God. Please do. I'll be next door.
2: We'll have some organic cannabis. We'll have some organic cannabis, some organic nicotine in the middle. We'll have some, some tobaccos.
4: And (laughs) (laughs) And we'll let the bees pollinate on all of it. We're going to be supercharged. Yeah. Let those
2: bees pollinate all over us bees. Right. (laughs) We're going to have some, some safe havens here. Oh <laughs> my God! All right, hey, we got a couple I'm... minutes. We got a couple minutes. Let's quick, like one minute. What was your? What did you do this week on your on your radio show? Let's let's start with uh, uh, Dr. Artis. You're up first, then Nicola, and then Dr. J. What, what did you do on your show this week?
1: Yeah, on Monday, I actually took the first two segments of my show on Monday to take you through the history of the annual consumption of sugar since the year 1700.
2: <laughs> what a <laughs> Great topic. Until what, today. What, 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 what was the, then, what, How much were people consuming way back in the 1700s annually? Uh, it was four pounds of
1: sugar in a whole year. Mm-hmm. Some people consume that in a day now. Oh, yeah. And then I took to what they're doing now on average. As of the most recent statistics, conclusively for Americans, mm-hmm. it's actually as of 2012, you'll be shocked. I mean, it's it's enough. This is not a joke. The amount of sugar we eat it's the same as taking one of those industrial sized dumpsters you know that they compact cardboard boxes in those big ones it's filling that up with skittles a heaping industrial sized dumpster full of skittles is how much sugar you eat every year right now every year every how many, american how many, is the how average. many pounds how many pounds uh it was over 220 oh kilograms
3: yeah is what they
1: said And then in the third segment, I took people through the one hundred and forty six ways that Dr. Nancy Appleton, Mm -hmm. the greatest researcher on sugar ever. I took the audiences through the one hundred and forty six proven ways in which sugar directly damages your health. The one hundred forty six ways. You want You ready for this, Dr. Artis? Uh huh. So 220 kilograms
2: translates to 485 pounds of sugar.
1: Yeah. Do you think we
2: evolved that fast to be able to manage that much blood sugar? Why do you think we're fat
1: and obese and diabetics? You can
2: see it on people's body. That's why. I, what are the sayings I have that some people don't like, but I, I, I think it drives the point home. I've never met a person who gets fat drinking water, right? Me either.
0: So oh, if, if, if you got
2: if you got some extra ca- if you got we've all I've been there I can speak on this I've I've been seventy five pounds overweight I know what that feels like and you know how I dropped it changing my beverages
1: changing you know, what I eat changing do you know what they said up, consumption Doctor Henry I won't say Ely it's going to charge you no Doctor Henry no call me Ely now
2: I can't listen to it That sounds weird when you call Ely
1: yeah Ely him
2: harder Ely back. A little harder
1: here. there you go we're back Ely. all right you guys. 33% of all sugar <laughs> consumed in America, 33% every year right now, 33% a third of all sugar consumed comes from soda. Yep. So it's that's GMO. So, so it's GMO. Totally, totally it's believe cor- it. It's high fructose corn syrup, right? I can believe it. I just think that's insane. And I've actually said for 20 years, do you know what I think is making the country fat and diabetic? If they just stop drinking sodas. I mean, what animal do you see in nature looking for a pond of dr pepper in nature
0: (laughs) the venomous snakes (laughs)
1: Uh, i mean do the do the wildebeest in africa travel thousands of miles migrating every year to go look for the mountain dew waterfall somewhere in the jungle no they're only looking for one flipping thing water nature only needs water water and do,
4: and do animals look for waste products to ingest no, hey. carbon dioxide is a waste product.
1: You know, I, and I, well, that's what I've been
2: telling people for it's death in a can, right? You got unfiltered tap water with all the stuff we know that's in there. You got, what is it uh, It's for if you know single can, you have 40 grams of sugar, which most people don't realize that's 10 teaspoons of sugar, which doesn't mean much until you realize that your body needs exactly one teaspoon of sugar to function properly. So you've already shot overshot the mark. Mm. Then you got the carbon dioxide. So you're just making your whole tissue acidic. And then you have all the food colorings and the neurotoxins and everything. It's death in a can. Why in the world would you even consider putting something like that in your body, let alone doing it more than once? Right, I mean, that's where you just start going. What are you thinking? And so you say 33%, which is what that's like, that's over 100 pounds of sugar that people are consuming on average. And that's on average. So that means... If a person, if the average American is consuming 485 pounds of sugar a year, that's more than a
1: pound of oh, sugar. We're going to correct that. I said 220 kilograms is 220 pounds of sugar. Okay. Cause okay. I was about to be like, that's a bit much, but still, in, that's in almost 2012, a pound of it was 130. But that's the average. So
4: there's people that that's are getting more. That's the
2: average. More. Yeah. yeah right. There's people so,
4: getting much more.
2: It's not crazy that there are people out there that basically suck down a pound of sugar today. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Come back. We'll talk about everybody's sugar. Dr. Artis, this is crazy. This is just this is just crazy. Worms and sugar and what feeds the worms? Sugar. Sugar. Oh, sugar, do 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 do.
1: Dr. Pepper, do, they love all twenty-three flavors.
2: And not just the
0: crazy. worms,
2: mold, fungus, all Every, of it. It
0: Everything thrives. that's eating
2: you alive, right? Yeah, oh, pretty much. Hey, we're gonna be right back with more <laughs> looking for healing radio right after these messages.
4: For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements
0: and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD, Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
1: Cofix Rx Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. All right,
2: healers. Welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. So learn how at EnergeticHealthInstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, this crazy guy, and so much more. Join the Ehi family and let's make tomorrow amazing, right? If your family has kicked you to the curb, y'all, let me just say, we got one waiting for you. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, let's jump back on this here. Um, let's do a quick recap before we get into questions. I'm going to pull up some questions, but let's do a quick recap. Dr. Jay, what do you say? What did you talk about this week?
4: This week, um, I talked about uh, fertility and that there's hope, even though um, increasing hope with the rising infertility rates. So we talked about endocrine disrupting chemicals, and there's like 84,000 um. <clears throat> chemicals and household products, cosmetics, packaging, et cetera that uh, I've never been tested for safety and are just allowed. So I talked about ways to um, to avoid those um, some foods potentially, some different things avoiding EMF and and uh, talked about IVF um, and that that I didn't think that was the, the first route. like there's lots of natural ways to um, to do it and IVF doesn't um, target the problem why they're not conceiving. So nope. sometimes the baby doesn't stay. There's something wrong nutritionally or something. So I always think start um, holistically, start with nutrition and different things, removing avenues of harm, giving great things to the body, and that um, and that those hoping to conceive need to be aware of all those factors and the ways to avoid them um, before they embark on that amazing journey of parenthood.
2: And then there's that whole thing of this in Sitchin. Going on, and now we we know. Yeah, CRISPR I technology. There's some crazy. stuff.
4: I touched on briefly on on that. Yeah, right I on. Briefly on all that too.
2: Right yeah. on. And then we got Nicola. How about you?
0: I spoke about essential oils and doing a, a two part series on essential oils, and and the main theme of it is it seems to be the most misunderstood and underutilized medicine, natural medicine, plant medicine. So just really breaking it down and making it really easy for people to understand and to communicate that it's not just girly, smelly, foo-foo, cosmetic, whatever, that it's actual medicine and getting into the chemistry of it and describing how it's medicine and how it works and what it does for the plants. It does pretty much the same thing for humans. It as many, many different uh, protective effects. And there's really no symptom on the planet that you can have that you can't find an essential oil that can be incredibly um, beneficial for. So that was what I talked about.
2: I think I got this image of a bunch of dudes with some, uh, you know, some AR-15s and some 12 gauges doing some ads for, you know, terpenes and. Essential oils, you know, to kind of bring a more mainstream, you know. I think we can do that. I think <laughs> we can bring those mainstream. Interesting right? image. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I, I, I like guns. I like essential oils too. You know, I, I, think, I, I think I can pull that off.
0: All right. Well, I'm just um, gonna say, real men use essential oils. I'm oh, just gonna leave it go. at that.
2: We're, we're calling it, we're going to call it man streaming now. Okay. Like it. Okay. Like we're going to bring some man streaming back to this world. We need some men nice. running around here Love that don't, aren't modified and don't have snake worms in their brains. Okay. <laughs> I think we we need to do that. All right. For me, I was talking about uh blue light, blue light filter folks. Uh, I issued an urgent warning to everybody and I'm going to keep harping on this one. Um, We know what activates the CRISPR tech in their gene drive stuff. We know that one of the things that activates it, which is blue light, that's why they want to get rid of incandescent bulbs. That's why they want you on your screens all the time. So we got to take back control. How do you take back control? Put on your blue light filters on your phone, on your computer, on your TV, go and find out where you can get incandescent bulbs as well and one of those places was chromalux or one of the brands was chromalux which was very very interesting so that you can say no to the blue light um you know takeover that they're trying to do right now because the blue light activates this horrible gene drive technology that is they're going to try to use to lead us into extinction and we'll be explaining that more especially at healing for the ages so make sure if you haven't already signed up for healing for the ages they are free Thursday, September 7th, master class. That you do so, go to healingfortheages.com. And also, while you're there, I'm gonna tell you, we can't help you if you don't show up. So make sure you sign up and register for the whole thing. At least get a virtual VIP, put in promo code out loud, get a virtual VIP, folks. We really need you there. All right. We have to have this adult family conversation. Right now, about what these psychopaths are doing, and they believe me, they are psychopaths. All right, well, let's get to your questions, everybody, and thank you again for the support. Again, I'm going to say it again because it's important. Go to healingfortheages.com and register. Okay, now I've said it. Now, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's being a little forceful, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I'm trying to save your life. Help me out. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, you got to be a part of your own rescue on this one, people. Come on. All right, so we got uh, Amanda here. Uh, let's do rapid fire, one person, one question, okay? And see, because we got like we got like pages now of questions coming in, which we love you. Thank you, keep sending them in. Uh, we got Amanda right here. Um, let's go to Dr. J for the first one. When do you all reckon? Thank you for saying reckon. Reckon. Okay, thank you for typing reckon. When do you all reckon will be the next world pandemic, and what might the Simpsons be? Dr. J, what do you say?
4: I think it's already here and uh it's things that we've been talking about with the different bioweapons in many different ways that they are delivering it and those are things we're talking about at healing for the ages everything from uh our food and uh the shots and um air and water and i think it's already here so and so the symptoms are if they're pushing it if the government's pushing it then that's the problem
1: amen yeah can i say what i think it is yeah what what All right, so these are going to be the symptoms. You ready? Within two to 21 days of, of you getting sick, you're going to develop fever, chills, headache, and myalgia, muscle pain. And then on the fifth day, you're going to develop a rash, primarily on your trunk. I'm not joking. Then you're going to develop nausea, vomiting, chest pain, a sore throat, abdominal pain, diarrhea. And then it's going to increase severely, and you're going to develop jaundice, inflammation of the pancreas, severe weight loss, delirium, shock, liver failure, massive hemorrhaging, and multi-organ dysfunction. Do you know what I just described? What this is directly off of the CDC's website, what the Marburg virus symptoms will be. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. And can I now tell you where it's going to come from? Yep. I want you to look up boom, slang snake venom that's being manufactured in 21 facilities in China. Go read its symptoms. They're identical to the Marburg virus, just so you know.
4: And isn't that a hemorrhagic virus?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is. It actually says here on CDC's thing, massive hemorrhaging and multiple organ dysfunction. Now, so, look at this. Look at the boom slang snake venom. I'm reading this, not a joke, off of the website Wikipedia for the boom slang snake. The venom has been observed to cause massive hemorrhaging into tissues such as muscle and the brain, while at the same time clogging capillaries with tiny blood clots. Other signs and symptoms include headache, nausea, sleepiness, and confusion. Which is exactly what they just said about the Marburg virus. You're I have welcome. to
4: say, we know, we know what protects us from venoms. We've got nicotine. We, we have bee pollen and protection from hemorrhagic issues would be anthocyanins, which is everything that makes food naturally purple, red, so beets, um, hibiscus, things like that. We got it. That. We're, good. Blue, We're good. Blueberries. Blueberries.
2: Also, blueberries. inside
1: of fruits is a component Garlic. that also totally denatures boom snake venom. Oh. What is that? Is that hesperidin? hesperidin? And it's inside two fruits the most, lemons and tangerines. Hmm. What is it? Vitamin C.
4: Perfect. <laughs> thanks Never
2: for making it easy, God. Right? <laughs>
4: well, Thank thanks, you. God. God. There we go. That's
2: going to be our comment every time we talk about something natural. Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Appreciate <Yep>. it. That's to take care of us. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Um, I, let me take this one. This is from Tracy. Uh, hi, I'm a woman. Hi, Tracy, and I'm I'm Dr. H, and I'm a guy. Um, <laughs> I'm suffering with severe long COVID for over a year now. Never took the shot. I started using nicotine alongside plasma curing compounds for a month now. You go, girl. Uh, recently, I noticed that when I'm on my period. I have big blood clots, which I haven't seen before. Is this a good sign that my body is getting rid of toxins and venoms or should I be concerned? Uh, my D-dimer levels are normal. Okay. So let's let's separate this out because we have had some people who didn't get the shots, but um, are having this going on. And this is where we suspect it's a weaponized microbiome, right? That this is yeah. a long haul thing. If this is the first time that you are having this and yes, it can be like Dr. Artis and Dr. Schmidt and Dr. And and I'm gonna call you Doctor anyway, even though I'm calling you it. So it's not your fault. Dr. Nicola um, are saying right. What they're talking about is that one of the great advantages of being a woman is there's an extra route for detoxification that is through menstruation. So this that could be it. The way what we can't know is we can't know if this is something that's good or bad off of one data point though. You need to have three, two, three, four different menstrual cycles. If this starts ramping up and getting worse, we have to have a different conversation about the microbiome becoming weaponized and the exposure being weaponized. Um, If this is something where it's a one-off, then yeah, that was likely a detoxification reaction and your body is doing exactly what it's supposed to do, getting rid of old blood that's no longer serving the body and doing and purging it very, very rapidly. Um Nicola, any comments on that? Let's let's hear from a woman since a woman, woman to woman. That's what you got.
0: Yeah, I actually I loved what you said. Um, Henry, and I'm I'm kind of surprised you're not being a woman. You're you're really spot on with
2: that. My my uh, mom and my dad thought I was gonna be. That's why they had all these girl names picked out, and when I came <laughs> out, they were like, damn. So they just uh, named me after my dad.
0: Oh, that's funny. We have that in common. I was supposed to be two twin boys and I was a big fat girl. Mm. Anyways, um, <laughs> 10 pounder. Yeah. So, so um, I've seen similar things that I always tell, share with my clients, it takes a minimum of three menstrual cycles to really get and see the pattern that's set. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, if they have one really bad period or one, two really kind of rough periods, but it starts to lighten, then that's probably an indication of detox and purging in the woman's body. But if it's different where it seems to get worse every single period, the clots get more, it turns more into hemorrhaging than a period, then yeah, that's a, that's a whole different ball game. Um, So I totally agree with you on that. And the, and the other thing I'll mention, this is a little graphic, sorry, guys. We do uh, lots of. I don't know if you guys do this. Maybe Jana, you might do this. Do you do uh,
4: vaginal cleanses with your
0: clients? Like with
4: on occasion, just depending on their their needs, but on occasion.
0: Okay, because we do like vaginal steams, and we do um, mm-hmm. herbal sachets that you apply into the vaginal cavity. And depending on what the issue is, if somebody's dealing with like STDs or heavy periods or whatever it might be, the herbs can be different. And they'll leave them in for uh, about three days, and then pull them out just like a tampon. And then lots of kind of you know gruesome-looking stuff comes out, and it's it's a lot of the uh, lining with all of the toxicity in it uh, that. That starts dropping out within the week after so so anyways just another another example of where you can detox and remove things and what that process looks like and a lot of times it can be similar to these larger clots the body's really trying to eject a lot of this toxicity in the vaginal cavity and the cervix so
2: amen right so yeah the long and short is from one data point we don't know but, you know, when you start getting a little bit more, a few more menstrual cycles, especially if they're normalized and they're getting their lighter or don't have that, then it's usually a good sign. If it's not, then it's a different conversation for sure. Right. Yeah. So, she,
0: she, she should keep track of them and log them for
2: sure in a journal. And shouldn't women be doing that anyway? Yep. I do. Yep. yep. And, and just so we can help everybody out, because you'll be, you all know as well as we do, how many women do not know what the first day of their cycle is? So- Dr. J, what's the first day of the female reproductive cycle? How does a woman know what day one is?
4: Well, there's uh, there's several things that can indicate that, but day one is the day of uh, the ovulation is how I do it. So you can tell, a woman can tell if they're in tune to their body when ovulation is. And then shortly thereafter, then there'll be a spotting, right? Then, then there'll be a blood flow and you can count that. And it should be the same about every month ish. You know, we have some stressful times where, you know, might not be the same every time, but you know, that 28 day cycle and we can count it. It's very easy. Once you know what's happening, there's little telltale signs, um, everything from temperature. And there's some other little things I won't go into, but, um, yeah, there's some things that you can tell when it's going to happen and we'll have that first cycle and everybody should know that first day. When was the first day of your period? Which, yeah, it should be in our heads, should be on our calendars.
2: Okay. So I'm a dumb guy and I've been telling women that they should mark the first day of menstruation of of any any sign of blood as day one. Have I been saying that incorrectly? No,
4: no, that no that that's good. But I also like to know when people have ovulated. So I work with fertility issues. Right. So um, there's like a little twinge on one side. And it should alternate, and that twinge um, is like a pre start. I need to know when that because then that at ovulation is when someone is able to get mm-hmm. pregnant so mm-hmm. um and then if it doesn't happen in the the course of that whatever 10 days ish then mm-hmm. they should have their first spotting so knowing when you ovulated is important for the people i work with but yes no i think that's fine to know the first day um, of that of any show of blood
2: amen all right we got time for one more quick question right here and this is probably a yes or no let's go <laughs> yes or no for everybody on this this comes from valeriana valeriana is pretty all right, um, is it true that sunbeds cause cancer or is this another lie we got told by the media and the scientists with quotes around there? Dr. J, do sunbeds cause cancer?
4: I'm Absolutely. assuming she's talking, yes. about,
2: she's talking about tanning beds, tanning
4: right? Tanning beds, oh, yes. Yes. yes, yes, definitely. It's it's horrible. Okay, Increased Ar- risk.
2: Yeah, Dr. Artis. Yes. Nicola. Yes. Dr. H. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Valeriana, um, I would just recommend <laughs> that get some gets get a little bit further away from your sun source, right? Just get outside and get some sun on you if you want to have a little color. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead. And since that was so easy, we'll do one more question <laughs> right on here. Um Gail, Gail. All right. Uh here we go. Uh here's another yes or no. Is it possible to fully recover from injuries from the damn shots? I I'm paraphrasing a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about how the damage is irreversible and it terrifies me as I'm in my mid-20s and disabled due to the damn shots. And I, I paraphrase there for Gail said it nicer than I do. So yes or no, is it possible to fully recover? Nicola, what do you say?
0: Oh, I say, I would say absolutely, just based on what I've seen in, in our center. So... um I mean, I guess I guess since this is all so new and weird and they just keep hitting us with more stuff. I mean, I'm not sure if there is ever going to be a super definitive answer on that, but um just because it's so unfamiliar. Well, well they're but, talking
2: about possible. Is it possible?
0: Oh yeah, then I would say an absolutely yes. That's that's an easy one. Right. I would say yes. And again, we're see- we're seeing that. So yeah, right. With the techniques that we're using I mean, i'm sure you guys are seeing that as well
2: yeah we're seeing it we will tell you that and when we are talking about severity matters distance away for how long away from the shots matter severity of spread of the the plasmids through the microbiome matter person's you know resolve matters um Sure. You know, there's, I mean, there's, there's so many factors to it. Um, you know, we yeah. also get concerned about neurologic tissue because neurologic tissue is the only tissue that doesn't necessarily replicate without additional stimulation from. I mean, there, there's, it's a, it's a, it's a well, the real question here, Gail.
1: The question is, is it possible, Henry?
2: Yeah, I know, but the real <laughs> question here, the real question, Brian, the real question is, boys. Is, it it doesn't isn't really about this. The real question is, you know, should I give up?
4: Never. Right?
1: The real really, question is, did Jesus heal a blind man? That's what I'm saying. Mm, My yeah, next clearly. question is, did Jesus really raise someone who was dead for several days? Yes. Did that's God I mean. really make you? Right. Yes. Okay. So does God really exist? Yes. There's always holy and all powerful.
2: Right. So yes. is he yes. all knowing, yes. all powerful? Yes. 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 Of course. So, Gail, it comes down to this. The only way to fail in this journey is to give up. So don't give up and don't accept what other stupid people think that aren't living your life tell you you're supposed to think. You get to decide whether or not uh, you can heal fully. You get to make that determination. So join with God. Listen to some people that actually do this kind of work and be willing to do the work and get the reward for the work that you put in. I mean, the work that you put in is going to be immensely rewarding. So um, trust yourself over what stupid people who don't work with people say out there, out in the world. Okay. All right. We'll be right back with more. looking for healing radio right after these messages.
3: We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. America Out delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. The fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company. Discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body and now they found the solution the miracle enzyme natto kinase their spike support formula contains natto the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body what's more spike support is optimized with other all-natural non-gmo ingredients like dandelion root to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order.
2: All right, healers, welcome back. Welcome back. we got some more of your questions coming up right now. Let's start off with Millie. How can we once and for all get rid of microclots I never took the shot, but I got one COVID infection, and now I am having neuro and cardiac issues. Blood thinners don't work at all, and I don't know what I could use to get rid of shortness of breath and heart pains, which are caused by the microclots, confirmed by tests, and thank you very much. All right, Dr. Arts, what are you saying to Millie?
1: All right, Millie, numero uno. There are two things I do recommend that actually outperform drugs for blood clots. All right, so in licorice root, there's what's called glycyrrhizin acid. It's proven to actually destroy all 12 factors in the human blood responsible for every aspect of blood clotting for any reason, and it's the only thing in nature that does it. There's only one drug that does it, and they made it from this compound found in licorice root, glycyrrhizin acid. So you need to get a good organic licorice root extract product uh, before I release my own. I don't have it yet, but licorice root. And then uh, for sure, you need to start getting on. Remember what we presented here, EDTA a 1,000 milligrams a day, 500 in the morning, 500 in the evening. That's my recommendations. Any nicotine with that? Well, nicotine is great, but not as much for the actual blood clotting effect. Mm. And also, oh, sorry, there's one other thing. Sorry, I almost forgot this one. If you go to orthomolecular.net, you can actually see Dr. Thomas E. Levy showing a black field mis- microscopy of blood clot, RULU formations, all the blood cells sticking together, and the benefit of using food-grade hydrogen peroxide to destroy it all. It literally just falls apart and all the cells are normal within minutes. So I would follow the recommendations of food-grade hydrogen peroxide. I would do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three to six drops in a capsule or in distilled water, eight ounces, an hour before you eat anything else when you first wake up, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, along with the other ones.
2: Yep, for sure, and that, and I think it could be also a uh, a sign that the body isn't really making a lot of hydrogen peroxide because your body makes hydrogen peroxide, which could be that takes you into bee pollen and and honey, of course, raw organic with glucose oxidase, um, and then there's something else that I that I was talking with Doctor Group about, Brian, that was really exciting for blood clots, which is just the buckyballs the supercharged c60 seems to do a wonderful job of breaking down uh, that so we're actually exploring that right now and the art of cellular healing is saying let's bring that in in addition to the hydrogen peroxide and the the edta we're going to save for a different stage of uh of the whole healing process but that's going to be coming in there it's there's so much i mean like You just start looking at how there's actually too much. You can't use everything that is possible to help, which is kind of nice, you know, when you really get down to it, there's so many options that there's too many to even use. It's a great problem to have, you know, in this. Um, Dr. Oz, you got one more follow-up question here from Heather. Could you please explain how nicotine activates the parasympathetic nervous system if it's a stimulant, I'm interested in exactly how it works. And I think if you want to really know, you need to come to Healing for the Ages, Heather. Uh, I couldn't find information on it online. Whenever I apply a nicotine patch, my heart rate goes up and I experience insomnia. How will this eventually activate my parasympathetic nervous system? I have heart rate issues after a COVID infection, which has left me bedridden. Thank you. And God bless. Dr. Artis, what do you say about that?
1: Yeah, so everything we we read about nicotine, it's a stimulant actually for the sympathetic nervous system. I've never once talked about it being a parasympathetic driver. Uh, The actual impact of nicotine in relationship to COVID is its ability to bind with a thirty times higher affinity to acetylcholine and venom, which is what is supposed to be crossing those nicotine receptors. So nicotine releases the venoms singularly. Acetylcholine, you can supplement right behind that in choline to actually drive what your body requires neurologically to drive your sympathetics and your parasympathetics. Amen. Um, uh, Do you all see this question right here?
2: Don't read the name. Just don't even read the question. Do you see the question? Yep. Yeah. We're not answering that question.
4: (laughs) We're not going there. We're looking for healing here.
2: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Crazy. That's a crazy one, right? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's go
1: over to what
0: you guys have to say, actually. My trainer. I don't think it matters. Morning, it, doesn't it, even doesn't, matter. it,
1: it doesn't matter. It doesn't but even matter. My trainer, that name of that person, that's his name. And he's <gasps> my physical trainer, has been for years. And he asked me about that this morning. How funny. It must that? be
4: him. Ah. No, he
1: didn't ask me. He'd ask Dr. H. That's funny.
4: Huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what my answer was this morning? What difference doesn't does it, it make? How does it affect it my spiritual life, physical life, and emotional life? How doesn't change
4: a thing? Doesn't change a thing.
1: I, I just want to know how an SR seventy one blackbird
2: gets from point A to point A. <laughs> that's <laughs> been my question, everybody, but that's all right. You know, it's, yeah, okay. it's,
4: all right. it's all right. It's
2: okay. All right. So um here we go. Karen, uh let's go to um uh let's go to Dr. J on this one. Are there <laughs> natural supplements or alternatives for hormone replacement? due to a full hysterectomy and then uh, give some hormone stuff. We can't, of course, give medical advice, folks. As you all know, this is for educational purposes only. Dr. J., would right. you say? Right.
4: So yes, um, there are other parts of the body that produce hormones, um, thyroid being one, there's other glands. So yes, if you can, I mean, obviously major parts of the body are gone and anytime that happens, then you're going to have some challenges. So, uh, but yes, there are th- some things that can be taken. There's some wonderful women's um, herbs such as red raspberry leaf, wild yam, and the the best source uh, of knowledge for this is rosemary gladstar Herbal healing for women—it's mm-hmm. an amazing book. Herbal healing for women, Rosemary Gladstar, and she can take you through every step. And uh, I don't know any more details about this, so I'm not sure why she had the hysterectomy. But um, within that book, there's so many good answers and lovely, gentle herbs like red raspberry leaf, wild yam, um, vitex, juniper berry, things like that. So yes,
2: I, I know two things, Doctor J. The cult of Asclepius likes to cut, and they like snakes.
4: Yep. You know,
2: so I hope people start recalibrating themselves before they make some decisions and explore some alternatives that may exist before they make decisions that can't be undone, right? Yeah. Um, let's go to Monica here. Would CBD oil help us with a healing journey? What are some of the benefits of on CBD in regards to venoms and plasmids? Oh, okay. I'd love to try cannabis, but unfortunately, it's not legal in Poland where I live. Okay. I guess this is mine.
4: This is I guess you.
2: cannabis. Cannabis questions kind of go to me, right?
4: Dr. H, you got it.
2: All right. So um, CBD oil is always going to help. But the thing you want to understand about cannabis is it was never designed to be, it was never designed by God to be isolated like so many things. It's designed to have what's called the entourage effect. So one of the things we recommend very strongly to folks is that if you're going to explore cannabis, make sure that it's organic, number one. Number two, make sure that there's some semblance of balance in THC to CBD ratios. And if you can't get those ratios, you can actually put two plants, two flowers together, you know, and... If one might be CBD dominant, one might be THC dominant. We actually teach students how to blend them so that you can create a better ratio and make sure you're maximizing the cannabinoids in the flower as well as the terpenes. You want to preserve the terpenes because it's all of them working together. So when you smell that wonderful cannabis flower, what you're smelling are terpenes. And those terpenes have their own medicinal values and they work in concert with the cannabinoids that work in concert with the endocannabinoids that your body makes, right? So it's this perfect, perfect herb that was designed to work with you. There is no other herb that you can say this about. You ready? I'm gonna drop something on you. The only herb that we know of, the only botanical that we know of, that when you ingest it, biotransforms into a sh- even stronger medicinal compound is cannabis cannabis. When you take in THC actually is biotransformed by your liver into a substance called 11 hydroxy THC. And then the liver re-releases it and does not filter it out of your body for 16 hours, so that it can induce autophagocytosis at the cellular level, which is that munchies, the hunger that you feel. You turn that healing medicine off when you start indulging in all those sweet, sugary foods that are gonna put all that weight on that Dr. Artis was talking about earlier. So the challenge, if you really are gonna use cannabis as a medicine is number one, it's gotta be organic. Number two, it has to be edibilized and prepared to be edibilized. And number three, when you do get those munchies, you have to allow yourself to be hungry. Then you're using it as medicine under those pretenses.
0: And yeah, maybe you should uh, ship your friend Monica some brownies.
2: <laughs> uh, butter, I would do. We actually don't recommend that. You know why? Well, for many reasons. But one of the reasons is that when people make, um, you have to prepare the butter or prepare the oil. And then when you, inf- Infuse it into a cooking. Typically, what you do is the cooking, the baking is at a higher temperature, 350, 400 degrees, somewhere in that range. When you have it at that temperature, you kill off all the terpenes. So you actually kill the medicine. You can't go above 225 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get up to about 250 if you wanted to, but there's no reason to. So, ship it
1: with cookie dough.
2: (laughs) Well, even then, you got to bake it. Well, I mean, well, I get what you're saying, but then it's good. the wrong. Y'all, y'all are wrong. Raw y'all, cookie
0: y- dough, best stuff.
2: Y'all are wrong. Y'all mess with me. I'm trying to be serious. One of the few times I've been serious about something <laughs> <me> the last couple <laughs> weeks. Y'all just teasing me. Y'all t- 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 teasing me. Leave me, Leave me alone. All right. Answer this question, Olivia. See how they mess with me? Y'all, they be teasing all day. This is all day they do this to me, Olivia. She says, "How can I clean out my liver while I'm detoxifying venoms from the body? I'm allergic to carrot juice, unfortunately. Nicola, help us heal a liver." Mm, gosh, you know, there's,
0: there's. I would just say she can just go to the local supplement store. Something that's that's good and reputable. There's so many uh, different herbal liver detox formulas that are, you know, quite gentle, uh, but but very effective. So. Um, that's I always recommend not knowing much more about other people and their conditions in their body and their chemistries to start with something very basic like that before they move on to something a little more intense like actually doing like a liver gallbladder cleanse. Like Jan, what
4: do, what do you think? I think my favorite is also gentle. Um, and the olive oil, lemon juice cayenne pepper combo is really my favorite but it can be intense. So I always say half ounce um, extra virgin olive oil, half ounce uh, lemon juice and a pinch of cayenne pepper, but to do it first thing in the morning over the course of like a week. So you, you drink it on an empty stomach, like a little shot actually tastes like a Yummy salad dressing, and um, and then you wait fifteen to twenty minutes, um, and then you start your day like normal. That's actually my favorite, and I've worked with um, people just looking at their watching their livers over time, and um, and watching their liver tests, and it really has um made a big difference in cleansing it gently, slowly releasing the toxins slowly, so people don't get sick. Um, so yeah, or they don't feel sick, I should say. What do you yeah. say,
2: Brian? Uh,
1: I like actually. I love. Both of their discussions. Janice, I like that just because it's specific. I also love milk thistle herb as a liver detox. I like and it as a protector. Mm-hmm. It's it it uh, way great better than what I see on commercials every day, which is Budweiser oh as a liver detox for Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Seems everybody's yeah. doing it
4: dandelion also right dandelion's great yeah easy, dandelion, Yeah, easy to well, grab
2: artichoke which is going to really help open up the biliary ducts and everything Ooh, i love that but yep. I, you know what's interesting in that question was she had that one extra comment i don't know if i read it was she was saying she's allergic to carrots so she wants to do like a sounds like a, a juice kind of flush you know yeah so the beats. alternative well the alternative for that definitely beats tomatoes tomato juice Oh yeah. That's tomato juice too. is the alternative you know with that as well um, so, uh, Olivia, you know, really you can't go wrong um, and with putting some great herbs, some liver herbs in your body and, and everything, but I, I like all the recommendations. And one of the things you start learning over the years is you start someplace, right? And this goes for everybody. You start, you start one place and hopefully you get good quality. It's organic and everything, but maybe you do buy some stuff in a box, right? A cleanse in a box and you try some things out. As you grow and you learn more and add more as a student to your repertoire, what ends up happening is you start refining it and getting really specific. And if you want to move up to like really aggressive, more I should say, I, I like being aggressive. So more aggressive uh detoxification, stuff like that. We teach that at the at the energetic health institute. We actually have a, a full course starting up uh September 15th. I'm a crazy person, right after the conference is over. I'm jumping in for a whole class of, we're going to have about 60, 70 people going through, um, detoxifications, cleansing and fasting with us as well. So, uh, you're welcome to come and check that out as well. September 15th is when that start is okay. Next question that we'll go, we'll do this for everybody right here. And this will probably be the last one for the day. We've gotten actually through a ton of questions today. Uh, this comes from Sarah and this is a great way to end it. I love talking about just herbs in general. We can have some nerd out sessions. Sarah says, what are some benefits of green tea? So who wants to start with that one?
4: That's a good one. I'll take it. Go for it. Okay, green tea. Where do I even begin? Um, Okay, powerful antioxidant, like 200 times stronger than vitamin E. It um, has something called catechins, which protects the cell from carcinogenic toxins. Um, It can help keep radioactive material out of the body. It can lower cholesterol, it can improve metabolism. Um, It's a bronchodilator. Ah, there's so much. Okay. Those are the things that come to mind first. Anybody else?
0: No, you're doing Uh, a great job.
2: Well, well, I I got it. Um, Okay. And I don't remember if it's AMPK inhibition or mTOR inhibition, but it's one of those two. I want to say it's an mTOR inhibitor. Mm -hmm. That's a mammalian uh, target of uh, myosin. You don't don't worry about all that stuff um, inhibitor. But what that essentially does is it activates autophagocytosis. And then so when you bring in those catechins, you the epigalli catechins that you talked about and everything, they're gonna be some super powerful antioxidants. And the thing about antioxidants is there's a few places where we say, you know, more isn't better. In fact, a lot of times we say more isn't better, better is better, right? But there's some places where more is better, and that's where you get into concentration of antioxidants. And green tea brings that in a big way. It's going to be anti-cancer proliferative, so it's going to prevent tumor growth. It's going to pr- uh, prevent um, tumor neogenesis, and especially the blood vessels that the cancer cells will call on to make uh, the angiogenesis to feed themselves. It's just one of these panaceas. It's not an accident that is the most popular beverage in the entire world, or at least maybe with sugar these days. It's not, but mm. at one point in our in, in global history, it was the most powerful and most widely used consumed beverage in the world. And that's not by accident. That's because it makes people feel really good.
4: Yeah, it's
2: true. It's delicious. Right. Dr. Artis, sure you got
0: anything it on in it?
2: Health too. Yeah. I actually
1: want to go to the question before this one.
2: Okay. Go, go for it. I knew you were, I knew you were sitting tight there. What do you,
1: what do you want to what, ask it real quick? You know, you mentioned cannabis ingested, the liver can actually take that plant and actually make it into something that's even more mm-hmm. substantially beneficial to the body for up to 16 hours later. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something I think that we overlook a lot when it comes to like detoxing, trying to improve the liver's function and the body's function. Uh, I think we go looking for some mystery when in fact, mm-hmm. if you just looked at green vegetables. Amen. For detoxing, green cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, spinach, you name it. If you eat that stuff, romaine lettuce, if you eat it, it actually in your liver converts something called diendoilomethane. Do you know what that does to a liver? It detoxes the liver, cleans out the biliary ducts. It's a phenomenal uh, cleanser of the liver. And you don't even have to supplement it. body makes it from cruciferous vegetables when you eat it. So this is just an example of something the liver will convert to to help cleanse and detox the body. And uh, you can buy it in a supplement form too. It's called D-I-M for short, diindoilomethane.
2: Until we meet again, may God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. On behalf of all of the healing homies here, I'm Dr. H and we will check you out next time. Same place, same time. We say to you, aloha and adios.